You've found the Real Estate Law Podcast. Because real estate is more than just pretty pictures, and law goes well beyond the paperwork and courtroom arguments. If you're a real estate professional or looking to build real estate expertise, then welcome to the conversation and discover more at realestatelawpodcast.com. It's the Real Estate Law Podcast, episode number eight. Hello, Rory. Hey, Jason. How are you? Good. Excellent. So uh, today we're talking about a really good topic that I would have never thought would have been a really interesting podcast topic, but you threw it out there and I said, whoa, what a great idea. It's a serious but often overlooked topic. It is. Uh, Today we're talking about open house safety. And uh, we're going to talk about safety from the perspective of three different groups of people. Uh, Not only yourself as a real estate professional, but the guests who we're inviting into the homes, who are looking at the property, kicking the tires, taking a look to see if they want to live there or invest in the property, uh, but also the owners and their belongings. I mean, very important that everything remains safe during this whole process. So my name is Jason Muth, and I'm one of the hosts of the Real Estate Law Podcast. And I'm Rory Gill, um, the other host and the broker of Next Home Title Town. And the attorney? At Urban Village Legal. Excellent. Okay. So let's start with uh, let's start with real estate professionals, right? So since we're, we're writing this as the perspective of somebody who uh, is in the business and uh, is at an open house and is with guests, but before they bring the guests inside the house, before they even uh, invite somebody into their car, uh, and before they take a client on, what are some of the things that real estate professionals should think about uh, to remain safe during this whole process? I mean, just think about the position that you're asked by the profession to be in. Uh, You're in charge of a whole house possibly by yourself with strangers coming and going at will. That's a pretty dangerous situation. And occasionally there's the horror story about um, unfortunate realtor um, being harmed uh, during an open house. Um, So ultimately the best option is to not do the open house alone. That can be a challenge, um, a really uh, practical challenge sometimes, but having a colleague, um, even a friend or an assistant or somebody um, with you at the open house is the best solution, though I know it's not always possible. At the very least, uh, the open houses have a scheduled start time and stop time. Right, and you can use that to communicate with somebody else who's off-site, whether it's your broker, your loved one, or friend, just to let them know that you're... Um, where you are and that you're okay and that you expect to be done by a certain time. So let's say one of your agents has an open house on Sunday from 11 to 1. Um, Would it be a good idea for that agent to check in with you right when they get there saying everything looks great? Uh, I'll let you know how things go. Yeah, so again, the best solution is to have um, them go there with somebody. But if that's not a possibility to um, let me know that they'll – send a quick message that they've arrived, that everything's okay, um, and that they've completed the open house and that everything's okay. So with somebody, I mean, how often really does an agent have somebody else there with them? Probably not often enough. Um, That's the answer. But the other person does, does not need to be a real estate professional if their job there is to help keep an eye on the property and help uh, keep an eye on you. Right. 
So it's it's not common to have a second person at the open house. Uh, if possible, sure, invite somebody there if you're concerned about your safety. Maybe you're in a neighborhood that uh, has safety concerns or if you're in a re- remote area or somewhere that maybe is difficult that doesn't have good cell service or it's it's hard to get a hold of that person, um, a second person might not be a bad idea. Yep. Um, and a second person's, I mean, not, not a bad idea. The uh, National Association of Realtors uh, also has a list of um, tips that can help you at an open house at, uh, as a professional. We'll make sure to link to that in the show notes, but, you know, they clearly have uh, lots of great expertise with lots of situations. So, you know, yeah, we'll, and, yeah. and, you know, some things might be a little simple. Um, never, um, never lead, always follow. So if you're working with somebody, point out the way and have them walk ahead of you. That gives you um, a little bit better perspective and when somebody else is around. So actually walking through the property, you're saying have them walk in front of you and you pace behind the person. Right, so that you're always in control of the situation as best can be. Um, Recently, um, I was told of another agent in Boston working for a different brokerage, but um, uh, friendly with us, and she was hosting an open house, and one of the visitors kept trying to lure her into the bathroom. And... Fortunately, she had the wherewithal not to follow that, and another guest showed up shortly thereafter. But who knows what um, what what dangers at open house and situations like that are always a cold reminder of what exactly um, real, realtors face. Right, because when you're having an open house, I mean, you you really never know who's going to show up. I mean, it's it's literally an open house. Anyone from the public could walk inside, right? Right. So there are a couple of things that you can do to to mitigate that risk. Um, we have for this and then also for the um, safety of uh, the sellers and their belongings a mandatory sign in. So if you go to an ex home title town open house, we have um, an electronic sign in sheet and it's mandatory for everybody. Um, and that's not because we um, mean to be difficult to our guests, but it's really for the security of our agents and for the sellers that we're working with. It's It's not really. Atypical from going to a building in downtown Boston. I mean, I've been in many buildings where you have to sign in with security downstairs, provide ID, and they will give you a badge for temporary purposes for the day. Uh, there have been times I've had meetings where I was not on the list and they had to call upstairs and ask if I was allowed to be in the building. So, you know, why shouldn't residential open houses be different? Right. I'm not even proposing a, a set of security that's that strict, but having something some sense of accountability and some tracking of people who come and go mm-hmm. so these are uh, situations where you're actually in the house that you're showing right and you've opened it up to the public advertised it and any stranger can come walk through that door and we, we should we should be clear though i mean like obviously it, these are the outlier situations where there is a uh, security risk uh, for the vast 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 majority of open houses everything goes without a hitch Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, but with that said, you know, being being secure is is always a safe, safe thing to do. Yes. So what about if that same agent, since we're talking about agents first, uh, is working with a client, a new client? And the first thing that that, that they're going to do with the client after they meet with them in the office is probably uh, if it's a buyer client, take them out on appointments. Right. Yes. And frequently. You are not meeting the client at the appointment. You are driving that person around. Yes. Okay. 
So what are some thoughts about that? You now have a client, but kind of a stranger, unless you've known them beforehand in your car. Um, to understand who you're driving around, to make sure that it, at that point you've seen some sort of identification about them, mm-hmm. um, and to to trust your instincts. If something feels dangerous, that your safety is more important than the transaction. Right. It's just, it's probably just always a good idea to be checking in with a broker, a coworker, a loved one as to kind of what you're doing for the day. Right. Right. And this transcends this particular profession when, um, as an attorney, when I did refinance transactions, I would typically text and let people know where I was going. So that way, if something bad happened or I didn't meet the schedule, um, there'd be some accountability. Right. Where they're expecting you to be there and, you know, where are you? So they might call you up. Yeah. Although I will say sometimes I know kind of where you are driving around, but I don't really know exactly where you are. So I just kind of assume everything's fine. Well, so far it has been. So, because we're recording this. All right, so let's talk about guests. So people who are coming to an open house. What are some of the thoughts about security of those walking around this strange property? So that's a slightly different situation here. Now we're not um, looking at a a crime risk um, so much. We're looking at um, a structural risk to make sure that there are no hazards in the property. In this case is the as the host of the open house, I highly recommend for this and other reasons that you arrive early. That will give you a chance to go into the house, um, calmly and methodically check every room to make sure that there are no dangers, no hidden people in some situations um, left behind when you go to open up the open house. Um, I mean, that that happens sometimes. I mean, I could think of probably some some markets that have been a little depressed or challenged where there's a lot of... Uh, homes in foreclosure where maybe there's squatters in the property or even new construction um, because those properties tend to be vacant um, there's a few people uh, homeless people taking refuge in the, those those properties so those are also at risk for um, unexpected guests um, before the open house starts right and obviously the risk there is with the agent and then with the potential buyers because if you walk the property beforehand you are, you know, securing the property yourself, and you're not going to have a surprise as a uh, potential buyer walks into a room and then surprise there's somebody sitting there. Right. But um, for more mundane issues, too, getting there early gives you a chance to take a look, make sure that um, no deck railing is about to snap off, no stair railing is about to break, that if it's icy outside, the ice has been treated. Um, because if somebody does get hurt, your seller and yourself are likely going to be liable for it, those kinds of issues. If it's new construction, I mean, do you have to wear a hard hat? Um, depending on the state of the new construction. And in new construction situations, you want to take small groups only at a time. Right. Because, you know, your head could hit any of the structural two-by-fours or any of the unfinished um, elements of the building. Right. A place like that wouldn't necessarily be in good order for a, a proper open house. Uh, because it's too difficult to supervise any unexpected guests. So we've actually walked some properties that I think back to it now saying, what were we thinking when we walked in that property? But uh, what about a flashlight? That's probably a good idea, using the flashlight on your phone. Like, Let's say that you're downstairs in a crawl space or a basement in an old building where there's uh, old plumbing, old structures, things might not be to current codes, Probably a good idea for you to 
be walking around really carefully. Sure. If that's that, that sounds to me more like a situation of a showing. If you're showing a, doing a private showing of a property and not everything's readily accessible, that's the time to come with a flashlight. If you're hosting an open house and flashlights are required, you might want to rethink having the open house in the first place. Uh, if you have, perhaps you could have temporary lighting set up, but in those situations, I would either walk people there individually, or I would just seal that part of the house off and um, say that that would be available for a home inspection. Right. Any other tips for um, people who are walking the property, who are guests on the property? Um, just to to methodically maybe go with the checklist or just take a, a, a calm walk. If you arrive late, you're not going to have the chance to, to do a thorough and professional job. Right. As a, as a broker or an agent, you're going to be running through the property and you're going to be opening up rooms alongside people walking in the first time. That's right. not good. And one last thing you want to, um, or to kind of... Um, move into safety for the sellers and their belongings. Um, during your walkthrough, you want to take a look around and see if there are any um, valuables that have been left out. The sellers should have been instructed ahead of time to put away their valuables, um, to put away their sensitive documents. And if you're during the walkthrough, you see that those remain, um, you might need to contact your sellers and ask them to quickly return and put them away. Or if it's a really serious um, omission, you may want to cancel the open house. So people that have open houses, a lot of times the attendees are the next door neighbors, right? That's, yeah, neighbors of all sorts. Yeah, I mean, it's not just buyers that are showing up. It's a lot of people who are just, they're curious. They're in the neighborhood. They want to see what the property looks like inside. They want to see what they, you know, they, they know what the price is. They want to see like what it looks like and can they get that for their unit. So now suddenly you have your neighbors walking around your property because you're not there as the owner. Right. And it's fine to have the curiosity, curiosity to see how the place has been decorated, but it's another level of curiosity to, to rifle through your bills on the table. Right. And kind of see what you owe on your credit cards and, you know, where your life insurance policy is held. Right. It's a bad time to leave your tax return out. So also valuables, I mean, jewelry or laptops or, you know, anything that has value. You know, if if you're going to be showing up at an open house and the the agent welcomes you and says, have a look around, you're kind of on your own. You're walking upstairs, you're walking down the hall and someone is keeping an eye on you. But what if it's a busy open house? They're not going to look at everything you're doing. No. So small valuables, anything that could be slipped into a purse or a pocket um, they should not be out. Those should be hidden away. They should be locked away. They should be taken away. Um, nobody's going to come in and steal your TV off the wall. That's not the kind of theft that we, we would expect from an open house. Well, especially because TVs these days cost like 400 bucks. I mean, they're ridiculously cheap, these big TVs. Can you? I can't believe how inexpensive they are these days. Right. Right. So, <laughs> you know, diamonds are diamonds. Watches are watches. Those disappear. So uh, lots of things to think about. I mean, this is this is the kind of topic that, uh, you know, you maybe maybe you consider it after something bad happens. Uh, and in the again, I'll say the vast majority of cases, this is a non factor for any of these people, for agents, for buyers, uh, for people that are selling their property. I mean, everything's going to be fine. Most people are completely fine, won't get hurt, won't steal anything. But right, so don't pretend that you're immune. So none of our none of the open houses I've ever been involved with have had a problem um, of any of these sorts. 
At the same time, if we thought that we were immune to this threat, then we would let our guard down um, and we'd be doing a disservice to ourselves, our agents, our clients, and our guests. So if you are attending open houses uh, today as you're listening to this, just make sure uh, that you know your know the property, know the footing, make sure that you know that all the doors are open, uh, make sure that somebody's there to greet you. Uh, if you are an agent, uh, just you know, shoot somebody a text uh, to say that you got there on time and that everything looks good, that you're safe, and you'll text them afterward after, when it's done. If that text doesn't come through, then that person knows to go looking. And uh, if you're an owner listening to this, just put your stuff away. Really simple. And have your phone on you at all times. Right. It, look, a lot of times you, people leave that in the counter and start walking around, have your phone on your person the entire time. Well, a lot to think about, and I really appreciate you putting uh, these thoughts together, Rory. This is something I would have never thought would have been an interesting episode, and I hope that you as a listener found this interesting. Um, so thanks again, Rory. Uh, once again, uh, this is the Real Estate Law Podcast, and this is episode number eight about open house safety. Uh, Rory Gill has been our expert here today, and where can we find you, Rory? I'm easy to find at nexthometitletown.com or at urbanvillagelegal.com. Okay, great. And uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, We'll look forward to having you listen to a future episode. Uh, Please subscribe to the Real Estate Law Podcast wherever you're listening to this. And please leave us a review. We love reviews. And shoot us a message also. You know, we do have um, a website. It is realestatelawpodcast.com. All the contact info is there. And we'd love to hear from you. Get some feedback. And if you have ideas for future episodes, please let us know. So I'm Jason Muth. I'm Rory Gill. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. This has been the Real Estate Law Podcast. Because real estate is more than just pretty pictures. And law goes well beyond the paperwork and courtroom arguments. We're powered by Next Home Title Town, Greater Boston's progressive real estate brokerage. More at nexthometitletown.com. And Urban Village Legal, Massachusetts Real Estate Council, serving savvy property owners, lenders, and investors. More at urbanvillagelegal.com. Today's conversation was not legal advice, but we hope you found it entertaining and informative. Discover more at realestatelawpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.